there's no doubt that the Nissan Skyline and platform is one of the most popular out there for modifications and particularly the popular RB26 and RB30 make a great option if you want to make a lot of power while retaining drivability. However, one thing we haven't seen to date is a Ford Barra swapped into a Nissan Skyline GTST. So we're here with Dennis from Grim Performance to talk about that swap. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. So, Dennis, for a start, let's just talk about the actual chassis here. So, while it looks all the part for an R32 GTR, it actually is a GTS2 but can you tell us what you've done there to make it into a GTR? Yeah, so um, it is a GDST. We just cut the rear quarters off, GDR, genuine GDR rear quarters, GDR sills, GDR front panels, just yeah, make it look like a GDR, get bigger tyres under it. And on that note, it is also just rear-wheel drive, it's not a four-wheel drive? Yeah, correct, just rear-wheel drive. All right, let's get into that engine because the Barra probably wouldn't be the go-to option when there's so much knowledge around in terms of RB26, 28, 30, etc. Everyone knows what to do in those combinations to make lots of power. So what was the impetus behind that Barra swap? Uh, it was actually was a customer's car originally. Uh, he was really adamant to put the bar in it just to be something different. Uh, unfortunately, he ran into some financial difficulties and we took over the build and finished it off. And different it certainly is, and it definitely is a, a talking point. Uh, one of the most obvious aspects there, the Barra engine, it's a very strong engine. It's been well proven to be able to produce huge amounts of power, but physically it is a massive engine. So what sort of challenges did you have in physically fitting that into the Skyline engine bay? Uh, it wasn't too bad. We had to modify the cross member a bit, uh, so like a horizontal mount set up in it that I do tunnel again with a bigger gearbox just a bit of massaging but it actually it sits quite low as um, you saw from looking under the front before but it fits in there kind of snug uh, there's not a lot of spare room in yeah. the engine bay that's for sure uh, now you just mentioned it so I'll just come back to the, the transmission there so uh, what, what are you running behind the Barra? Uh, so it's a factory Ford T56 like out of a Falcon so motor and box came out of a factory Falcon uh, it's just got the S1 shifter on it and apart from that stock gearbox so the S1 shifter converts it's still a synchromesh box but converts it from H pattern to sequential yeah correct do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com free and start developing your own skills today now, coming back to the footman in the engine bay there, so yeah, I looked under the car very, very close to the ground in terms of the sump location, and then, of course, uh, in the engine bay, we can see that the rocket cover there is, is really right up to the top of the engine bay as well, so not a lot of vertical room, but it, it also appears that, uh, at least in terms of the inlet manifold there, using a plasma manifold by the looks of it, is that just their standard off-the-shelf uh, Falcon Barra plenum, or is there some customization to fit? No, so it's a standard, like this, a standard original plenum, so it runs the standard Barra lower half manifold and it's just the top top half but it fits had to massage the structure a little bit to get a bit more clearance but it just fits 
And on the exhaust side, is this all custom or again, can you use some of the off the shelf parts for the Falcon? Um, so the six piece manifold is just a stock stand off the shelf manifold. And then I reposition the gates to get them out of the way. Um, but then yeah, everything else is made up just to suit like dumb pipes, all that sort of stuff. Now, at a glance, one thing that struck me is uh, the turbo visually looks like it's uh, pretty small for a 4-litre engine. What are you running there? Um, so it's a 6766 with a 10 rear. Uh, we only kind of put that on to run the motor in on originally, uh, but then as I said, after the original customer sort of couldn't finish the build, it's kind of just stuck on there. It works, sort of. So 67.66, it probably is a relatively small size turbo for the 4 litre. Is that limiting you and whereabouts are you in terms of power at the moment? Yeah, so the rear housing does limit it power and RPM wise. Um, it just really chokes up top, it's sort of all over by 6.465. Um, that said, it, it has made 9.75 on uh, 28 pound. But at the moment, we've t- taken out the 23 pound. It's made about 850, just to make it a bit more user friendly. Do you find a problem with that? With a, a well, what is still a relatively modest sized turbo on that engine, that uh, the the car is or engine is quite aggressive in the way it comes up on boost. Yeah, it's it's quite aggressive, and because it's still a clutch shifted box, like synchro box, you see with the clutch and such a short rev range. Trying to sort of, it just every gear change, it sort of comes on a bit too strong and we'll turn tyres and it just makes it a bit difficult so eventually we'd like to put like bigger rear housing or like a 6870 with like a 115 in the back and try and just make it a bit more friendly. Okay, so in terms of these engines, they're, they're pretty well known as being a, a pretty stout performer in stock form, but 975 wheel horsepower, probably not going to get that through stock internal. So what's been done to the engine to support that? To be honest with you, I do not know what is in the, ba- in the bottom end. So Mick Motorsport built the motor. Um, it was built between him and a customer, so I actually had nothing to do with that. Um, but yeah, apart from having forged internals, that's all that's really known about it. Probably just a a fair point to stop and say that your involvement here primarily was with the fabrication of the car, so that's the involvement there between your customer and Mixed Motorsport on the engine build, so that's why you're not maybe up to speed on that specifically? Yeah, correct. All right, so let's talk about the rest of the car there. In terms of the the drivetrain, you've mentioned you've got that T56 gearbox, and uh, one of the sort of obvious choices would be to try and retain the uh, GTR four-wheel drive mechanism where possible. Can you tell us why that wasn't an option here? Uh, so yeah, unfortunately just due to how tall the motor was um, and the fact that the turbo is on the driver's side, trying to fit it all in, um, we did look at it, uh, just height-wise and trying to run a front shaft, like a front tail shaft from the transfer to the diff in the sump and exhaust and steering, it just wasn't going to work. And a problem there being that the uh, GTR, R32 GTR transmission runs that drive shaft forward from the, the transfer case down that driver's yeah, side. So awesome. now because everything's swapped around compared to the normal R32 setup, you've got the, the exhaust and the wastegates down that side as well. And uh, of course the R32 GTR engine has that front diff in the sump. So understandable, might be a little bit of a stretch there to fit all of that in. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the electronics package? What have you got actually controlling this setup? Um, so, computer is a Haltech Elite 2500. Um, uh, it's got mostly like Bosch pressure sensors in it, um, Decker 2400 injectors. Uh, it does have flex fuel, but unfortunately, I haven't had time to set the flex fuel up yet. Um, nothing too flash, it's all pretty, pretty basic. 
In terms of getting that power to the ground, uh, even with it slightly detuned, I'm, I'm guessing you probably struggle to get that to the ground in first gear. Are you running anything like gear or speed-dependent boost on the on the car? Yeah, so it's got boost by gear. So first and second are gate pressure, and then third is 16 pound, and fourth is 23 pound, and fifth, sixth is again 23 pound. So here at the Flying 500, what sort of trap speeds are you seeing? Uh, so today we unfortunately went into limp mode on both uh, both runs due to fuel pressure tripping, uh, which was just a setup issue with the new sensors we put on this week. Last year we have done 228, I think it was. So we've fixed up that, that setup problem now and then hopefully tomorrow we can get back up to 228. Fingers crossed for a clean day tomorrow. Uh, out of interest, does it run on the quarter at any time? No, I haven't run it. All right, Dennis, great to get some insight into that car. Thanks for the chat there, and uh, hopefully your fuel pressure issues are behind you. Look forward to seeing you doing some clean runs tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to helping us get the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe.